What's going on, Survivor fans? We are here talking about the finale of season 39. We have a lot to talk about. Dean and Tommy learn that it's every man for himself. We say goodbye to two survivors, narrowing us down to the final three, and a winner is crowned, followed by a not-live reunion show, plus a sneak peek of season 40, Winners at War. We've got our MVP of the season segment. We've got some really cool news and gossip. Do not move a muscle. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on, Survivor fans? We are back on this Thursday night. We are done. We are here. We are are (laughs) done. We are done. Um, We are very, very excited to talk about the season finale of season 39, Island of the Idol Survivor. I'm joined by an amazing panel who look very festive tonight. Hey. I've got Veronica Valencia. We are. I know. I missed the memo. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, what's going on, babe? I'm here. Yeah, I know. Same. And I've got Mike feeling on the end. What's up, guys? I have leprechauns on my Christmas sweater. Yeah, leprechauns on a Christmas sweater. You I've never it. seen that, but I like it. That's what's up. I could I'm argue down. I am Mike feeling today. Oh, wow. Do what? I don't know. Let's keep going. You're Let's feeling Mike feeling today? <laughs> no. I'm Mike oh. feeling. Ah. What's going on under the table on the other side? Let's show you guys. Hands up. Oh, I don't know. It doesn't have to be hands. (laughs) Just saying. Wow. So we are here to talk about the finale of season 39 Survivor. (laughs) That extra day off made Timmy real uh, spunky today. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) We are talking about all of our final five pretty much tonight. We're going to talk about the winner, who is uh, Tommy. Congratulations to Tommy. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to hear all of your thoughts on that. First off, let me hear your overall thoughts of the finale episode. Did you guys enjoy it? Did you feel a little underwhelmed by it? Tell me. I felt... This is kind of what I've been saying all season. Is that the season had a lot of potential. There were always moments of fun gameplay, Mm -hmm. but... Throughout the course of the season, it just lost steam, and mm-hmm. for me, it felt, for me personally, it felt like a disappointing ending to an overall disappointing season. Mm-hmm. Yep, I completely agree. I was super disappointed in Janet. Uh, like, Janet was my holdout. I went in, I actually watched this morning, <laughs> so a little bit extra later, yeah. because I was like, yeah, this is, for me, exciting. Little insight. My wife bought us a new TV for Black Friday. Cool. So I was like, yes, I'm excited to watch this on the brand new TV. And I got my coffee and I watched it. I was holding out for Janet. And I was, we'll talk about it. I was very disappointed. But overall, yeah, just uh, for me, the season kind of puttered out. Yeah. No, I feel the same way as you guys do. I mean, it wasn't, it started off as a very, very exciting season, just like you said, Veronica. And then, like you said, Mike, it just kind of puttered out. I mean, that's really the only way that I could describe it. Lost steam. You know, the enthusiasm just wasn't there for me. Uh, there were definitely moments of this episode where I was like, yes, get it. And mm-hmm. then there were other parts where I was just like, mm. So let's talk about it, shall we? Um, so pretty much our survivors move on to Island of the Idols. They literally move on to this island. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. whoa. Are, are, <laughs> yeah. are they going to get little mansions every season I now? Know, I want a wow. little mansion. Right? Maybe the producers were like, you guys have been through enough. Here, <laughs> take the shelter. Seriously. Seriously. And I didn't realize yeah. that Tommy was the only one who didn't meet Sandra and Rob. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of late to the to the party. But at the same time, I feel like he knew that they were going to be there. There's no reaction yeah. to that, there too. Was like, no what? Reaction. You guys, uh, what? No. At that point, everyone had gone. He's probably like, what's Island of the Idols? And mm-hmm. it's obviously, there's nothing more to gain from Island of the Idols. So what was the harm in telling him at that point? Of course. True. Yeah. And then, obviously, on Island of the Idols, there's going to be an island, I mean, an idol on the island, which Tommy Ugh. was a little bit more conscious of rather than the other survivors on this island. And kudos to him. Not kudos to him, though, because he shares his thoughts with Dean, and Dean winds up actually stealing or finding and stealing the idol. How did you guys feel about that? Well, uh, 
See, here's the thing. It's, it's going to be hard for me to answer this question without just going on a rant of why I felt Dean should have won no, this season. On. Well, go, maybe not so much of a rant maybe yet. Yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it was foolish of Tommy to share that kind of information. Like, I, it was so... Because Tommy, for me, has kind of taken the back seat a lot in this season. Mm-hmm. I can understand his game. Once we get to that, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. But I felt like he t- t- took the back seat. And when he was like, oh, there might be something on Island of the Idols, I got very excited. I was like, yes, Tommy. Tommy, this is your move. Yeah. But he was foolish enough to trust someone. And he was foolish enough to trust someone that wasn't someone who he was very close with this whole season, like Janet or Lauren. Mm-hmm. I think the whole fact that Dean saved him a couple tribals ago led him to believe they were really tight. I was with him, and this is a super anti-Mike tip, right? I don't know the degree of his colorblindedness, but I was with him for the initial clue when he told Dean, hey, red, I can't see red. Like, we have to find this together. Where I screamed at the TV, what are you doing, is when his commentary is, Dean's not doing anything. He's just hanging out. And I found the next part of the clue. Let me go tell him the next part. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, he obviously isn't about it, or he's not a very good alliance member if he's not even trying with you. You're done with the color thing now. (laughs) Just get it yourself. I'm so disappointed. No, I agree with you. I think that after he found the color, fine, you needed help, fine. But I feel like he was, like, baiting Dean to find this idol. He was like, here's a clue. Oh, here's another clue. He just kept giving him the clues. Also, sorry. What I found funny about it is he was telling Dean, he's like, if you find it, you still give it to me. Like, it's my idol. Yeah. And I'm like, Dean of all people is not going to do that. You might be able to convince Lauren or Janet because they are definitely more on your side, but not Dean. I doubt it. Like, you you never give it away. What I hated as well about this, skipping ahead, is that unless they didn't air it, he never used it to defend himself at Tribal. Not that Tommy needed it, but I wanted Tommy to say, look, I had to share the info with him because I literally didn't think I could get it. I'm colorblind. I wasn't going to find it. I had the advantage. I I thought I could trust him. I wanted to see him use that even more in his defense because at one point during the final Tribal, he was getting beaten down a little bit. Like They were coming after him, and I was like, defend yourself. But but." Do you think Tommy would have found it by himself? Well, he obviously didn't find it because Dean no. obviously found it first. But if he was, if he didn't include Dean, do you think he would have found it? No. Uh, I mean, I think eventually. I, I think eventually, yeah, because he was looking a lot, and it's only a matter of time. You've got you realize you got to have nothing else to do, nothing yeah. all day. So if he just strolls around camp for a while, you don't even have to sit in the swing to see the thing etched on the bamboo pole. That's true. So I, there's no reason to think. I think there's no reason to think yes or no. Yeah, you know, no. just a good likelihood and better that he doesn't find it. Not that it even mattered. It didn't even play into anything, yeah. which is another annoyance when stuff doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we've said it time and time again, especially this season where people just openly share information about idols. And I, you know, always stand on the fact that, you know, I think that you should keep it to yourself because we find out in this finale that knowledge is power and it really could hurt you or it could benefit you. I mean, is Janet next on your list? Because what do you mean? I, Her vote out? Her telling Tommy that she hasn't... You were guaranteed... She regretted that. She openly admitted that she regretted that the moment it happened. Yeah. Because it was just like... It was something that happened. She was so happy and Tommy just happened to be there. Yeah. I bet But she knew it was a mistake. Everybody watching instantly said, what are you doing? You're guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Now, I thought a lot about this because she was my favorite person left. So... I hope I'm not jumping ahead on your timeline there. You are. Too I do much. want to okay. talk about very quickly the um, immunity challenge, the first immunity do challenge, it. because this is where we kind of see this whole Dean and Nora 
romance, I guess you could call it, <laughs> kind of start flourishing, if you will. In they her really mind. Tried, in her mind. Which, which just... It's Nora, so let's give her some slack yeah. here. So Dean winds up winning the immunity challenge. There's really no, there wasn't any standouts in that, um, except for he did win. And then he gets to pick somebody to enjoy brunch or lunch with him, and he <laughs> picks Nora. Much to the chagrin of Tommy and Lauren. I thought that was super smart that he chose Nora. I I personally think if he chose, because all of, because Lauren, Janet, and Tommy were all in an alliance. Mm-hmm. Dean knew that. If he had chosen anyone, it would have solidified to the other two. Oh, Tommy's working with Dean, or oh, Lauren's working with Dean. And, it, you know, maybe some people wanted that kind of drama or chaos. I think for Dean's game, it was the smartest thing to choose Nora, because it's like, it's Nora, yeah. you know? Nora works out feelings. There's a lot of time seemingly no rationalizing with her mm-hmm. or even doing strategy. So it's probably was his best bet to kind of slip in some good sentiment with her in her subconscious yeah. <laughs> to do something nice for him. I wanted to know what baker they got that felt the need to make an entire gigantic cake for the two of <laughs> yes. them. There was no way they were anywhere getting anywhere near finishing. Mm-hmm. But... Sure, Nora had a, a date. She's really <laughs> about bringing up that date, man. Well, Dean like, definitely uses this opportunity to his advantage by, you know, having Nora agree to take him to a final three, mm-hmm. final two, whatever it is. Um, did you think that she would stick to that? No. No. At this point She's in the game, wild card. to right. me, everybody has told everybody they'll take them to the final. Yes. I mean, yes. that's what I just assume. Mm-hmm. If I was a player, I just, just, you know, not to say you don't want to have everybody say that about you. You do. You at least want to have the conversation and have someone say they're going to take you. Yeah. But in my mind, everybody said it to everybody at that point. So back at camp, we pretty much realize that it's either Janet or Lauren unfortunately, mm-hmm. that are probably going to get their names written down at this tribal. Right. Now, Janet has an idol, and she wants to use it. She pretty much wants to convince it. I thought this was a brilliant plan. This is why I want to talk about it. She wanted to convince or have everybody else convince everybody else to vote for her, mm-hmm. and she would use her idol and write down Lauren, and that's how Lauren would have went home. Now, I thought it was a brilliant plan. I thought, like you said, Mike, she made the error of telling Tommy what she was doing and what she wanted to do and that she had an idol because you never know in this game what twists they're going to bring. And if it wasn't for that idol nullifier, it would have went off without a hitch. Unfortunately, this is season 39 and she should have been smarter and realized that there might something could happen. Yeah. I thought mm-hmm. she was a little too cocky in it, and that's what happened. This, to me, was the entire episode. This was the move of the entire episode. So I thought a lot about it. If you go into it thinking that it's going to be her or Lauren, Mm -hmm. then her plan is irrelevant, right? Because she can say absolutely nothing, just vote for Lauren, and if everybody votes for Lauren, okay, great. If people vote for her, doesn't matter. However, she decided to try to put this kind of scheme into effect, perhaps to a certain extent to garner uh, points with the jury to say, I made a big move. I understand that. However, it was kind of her downfall. Now, on the other side, I also thought of this. Dean was relatively sure that she had an idol from the little spy. Okay, so, mm, I don't know, you guys tell me the percentage, 30% likelihood maybe that he plays the nullifier anyway because that was probably the last tribal he could have played it anyhow. So we'll never really know if it mattered, but we know for sure it was the wrong move to tell Tommy or to tell anybody. That's what I think. No, for sure. I think Dean was already very suspicious over the fact that Janet had an idol. 
Which is the whole reason why he got the nullifier to begin mm-hmm. with, because he was like, he knows Janet has an idol, and sure. he knows that she's a threat. I think he would have played it regardless, but I think, yeah, n- having Tommy on his side and having Tommy willingly tell him information, yes, Janet does have an idol, was able to just, for was able, allowed him to just solidify that move. Now, at the tribal, attention on Janet's firemaking skills comes to light, and... It's it's a major reason on why they decided not only her social game being so strong and how she's the mama bear of the group and how yeah. everybody loves her, but she can make fire. So pretty much no matter who would have went up against <laughs> yeah. her in the final four or final three, to get to final three, probably would have lost. Do you think that that was fair? Or do you understand why they would think this? Or, or you, how would you feel if you were on that tribe and this fact was brought up? Would you vote her out or would you be like, I don't think it... What do you what, what do if you think? If I was in their position, I understand why they voted her out. Because yes, Janet is very good at making fire and anyone who was remaining would not be able to beat Janet. So whoever went up with her against fire was doomed from the start. So I get their understanding of wanting to vote her out. I think just from an audience perspective, Janet was so loved and we wanted to see her go far that when she left it was like, "Oh, man." Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody there was going to beat Janet. In the end. Okay, so they need to get rid of her anyhow. On top of that, yes, yeah, she's going to win in fire. So that strategy to vote her out because of that totally makes sense. As a viewer, I hate it because I hate the fire-making challenge. I think it's stupid. I wish they would go back to giving them just do a regular vote-off, okay? If it ties, ties, then do the fire. That's what it always was, yes. right? Yeah. It's a tiebreaker. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then... I want there to be a final three immunity challenge, just like there always was. Mm-hmm. I hate this final three tribal mm-hmm. because it – now, someone's going to correct me. You correct me. Sure. You, you Encyclopedia over here. But <laughs> the vast, vast, vast majority of the time, one person is completely irrelevant. We knew Nora wasn't going to get any votes. So it just throws this weird wrench in there that I don't think is necessary. Mm-hmm. I like to see it come down to two people. Like, that's what it is well, to me. I disagree with you, Mike. I feel you like, like the three. No, no. Well, I mean, I do dis- I like the fire-making challenge, and I, I don't like the fire-making cha- challenge for the same reasons that you said. But I do like it because it kind of makes an even playing field for the two people that are left. It's like, hey, if you can make fire, it's Survivor. You should know how to make fire. And this is something that you can prepare for. And if you haven't, then you unfortunately aren't right. qualified to be in the finals. That being said... I disagree with the fact that you said Nora wasn't going to get any votes. Now, I was really hoping that her getting in the final three, and and I don't want to jump too far ahead because we're going to talk about it, but I was surprised that she didn't get any votes. Okay. And we'll talk talk about that. But let me push back on the the final three thing Mm -hmm. and and the fire. Uh, And I understand what you're saying about it being on an even playing field. Mm -hmm. But in the past, like go back to Survivor 1. Anybody can put their hand on a thing and it's just endurance and you stay there. Mm-hmm. There's that to me, that's like the last grit. I love it. Or when they have those mechanisms where you got to keep the balls going mm-hmm. and, the, and you got to keep refeeding it, whatever you want to call that. That is to me these ultimate challenges that everybody's starving, everybody's sleep deprived, everybody's tired, all this kind of stuff. And that's the real last can you edge it out? Can you eke out the really earn that win to me? I, I, just, I just hate that the fire challenge is a foregone conclusion and something that I preach all the time and we talk about on this show that you should know how to make fire before yeah. you leave the United States. It shouldn't even be such an issue. 
I, I just don't like it that it's a foregone conclusion that, well, we're going to have the fire-making challenge now. Like, dude, then everybody knows. I mean, but that's why I love it, because it's so unpredictable. I mean, we saw it in this in this challenge. I mean, both of these players knew how to make fire. I mean, Lawrence just didn't build fast enough. Dean's did. I mean, it's just... it's. I don't know. I I like the fire making challenge. I think that it's well. You're wrong. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I agree with you, t- I mean, guys. Let us know in the comments. Do you like the fire making challenge? Yeah. I, I agree with you, Tim, in that from the concept of even playing field, it makes complete sense. But I always just think it's interesting. The like, if there was a final three vote off. Mm-hmm. I just, I just always think it's interesting because it's like, oh, our alliance is gonna crumble. Like, who's gonna take who? You know, because it's really down to the wire. Like, yeah. what more can you do? I don't know. I think it's also very symbolic of you know, fire is life in this game, and mm-hmm. if you can't make it, make your life, then I guess your life is over in the game. I don't know. I just, I, I, there's just like a lot of things. I, I mean. We'll just agree to disagree on this, shall we, Mike? Um, So, unfortunately, our girl Janet is voted out. They show her at the reunion. She looks amazing in that red dress. Fantastic. She's the oldest woman to ever play Survivor. Um, And she got... Is that true? That's what they said. She's older than Sonya? That's... mm, Yes. But there was another Survivor Survivor player. Survivor 1? She's older than Sonya? Mm, I don't know. Our viewers, let us, okay. let us the know. Fact check. I mean, that's what they said on the I thought, show. I thought the, in the reunion, Jeff meant the oldest woman there, like the season. That's what I thought, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what he meant then. That's okay. Because I was like, maybe she just looks really good for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I think she's not the oldest woman, woman there. there. Yeah. Okay, got it. Well, I mean, she still looks fantastic. Yeah. She, she should be very, very proud of her game to be voted out as a threat. You she did proud. great. Yes, I agree. And she run 100K from Sia, so that's dope. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll definitely talk, we'll about, talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about a lot of stuff. Um, so back at Island of the Idols, Dean is obviously practicing fire. Um, and then this is when Tommy starts playing his little charade of how he can't make fire. Yeah. To Nora. <laughs> which was fascinating to me because I didn't fully understand how he got away with it. Yeah. I think it's just because Nora is a very sympathetic person Mm. and she just fully believed Tommy. Tommy put on this facade of like, I'm so helpless. And, you know, even though people are not necessarily quick to like want to work with Nora or have Nora as an idol, like she is sympathetic towards people. She's like, oh, I'll I'll come to help you. Right. I mean, she guaranteed, hindsight being 2020, she guaranteed picked the wrong person to not make fire. He absolutely crushed her in the final vote. So you know that Tommy was the wrong pick. Anybody else would have been a better pick to not make fire. Yeah. Um, I I honestly don't think that Nora wins against any of those three. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it really matters, but Obviously, Tommy was the wrong pick. I, I don't know. If if anything... Now, again, this this you lose some of the strategy in not being a final two. If it was a final two, you could make the argument that she puts the guys up against each other and is like, Lauren, girl power, we're going to do this. Right? We're going to fulfill the female lines that we talked mm-hmm. about earlier in the thing. And then there we go. Now we've got something. Now it's like two against one. That's interesting. But here, eh. But she was never going to win against Lauren. I mean, like you said, she wasn't going to win against any of these people, unfortunately. But I don't think so. Lauren was definitely higher than the men in terms of she's definitely not going to beat, th- beat her. Well, uh, that's interesting. We could talk about it. I don't know that Lauren beats Tommy. and Well, Tommy certainly thought so. Tommy cer- certainly thought she, be- she beats Tommy and Dean, I guess. Yeah, I mean, for a long time they were trying to get Lauren out. At least Tommy knew he wanted to get her out. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I... 
It's it's tough to say because I think from an audience standpoint, and I just, I talked about this earlier on. I think from an audience standpoint, it did look like Lauren played the better game mm-hmm. because we saw her at Island of the Idols. We saw her, you know, working to make some of these moves. But I guess everybody from, liked her. Everybody liked her. But I guess from the contestant point of view, everybody wanted to be with Tommy, not with Lauren. Like they liked Lauren as a person, but they didn't. Nec- they wanted to be on Tommy's good side. Yeah. They obviously trusted him the most out of yeah. anybody, yeah. Yes. and that's mm-hmm. what I got from them saying that about Island Vitals. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about the second immunity uh, challenge. So very surprising to me because Nora actually pulls it through. She actually winds up winning, kind of not turning the game up on his head, but putting this unpredictability element in there because did you guys expect Nora to win? No, no. I thought it was going to be Dean. So it was close. I. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, I guess that's just, you know, unfair for us to sit there and say, I mean, she had been doing really great in, in endurance challenges. She had. I knew once we started this challenge because she has her yoga background that she's, you know, very good at being balanced and very good at endurance and very good at, you know, just holding positions for a very long period of time. So that being said, I thought that she'd be strong in this. Mm-hmm. I just didn't expect her to win because I felt like everybody, she's the one that needed to win it the most. Yeah, and Mm -hmm. if Dean wins, I think, doing the math in my head, I think Lauren wins Survivor. So I think if Dean wins, Mm -hmm. he's probably pretty loyal to Tommy. I think Tommy can convince him that Lauren is the the biggest threat, Mm -hmm. and he probably puts up Lauren... And, and Nora. Nora. And I think Lauren wins in fire probably against Nora, and then she probably takes the whole thing. Yeah. Big, that's big, just a big n- challenge. Right, because that's just another thing to add to your resume for the jury. Like, Absolutely. I fought for my life. That's another reason why I like the, the fire challenge. You know what I mean? Because they can use that as, like, but I fought what's, for my But life. what's different than that in, with an endurance challenge with the three of them? I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. I don't know, Mike. I just You like just regretted what fi- you said, just like Janet, I right just away. Feel like How about the this? Fire How about you like the fire challenge? Mike uh, doesn't like the fire challenge. I know. I'm in between. Let's go on. What a panel. What a panel. You're welcome. You're the best. Always keep it to Veronica to move us forward. So, so what I liked about this is that once again, Nora winning this immunity challenge just adds this unpredictability element into the game, and that was literally as soon as they get back to camp, we can see what's going on. Now, oh, man. she pretty much says, "I want to bathe, and then I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I want to do." She had now, so much power here, and they were probably just fuming. They're like, "I can't believe we have to listen to this." Yes, but at the same time, I respected this because she at least told them straight up, mm-hmm. "I know what I want to do. Just give me a second to." Calm down and, and bask in this moment, and then I will come back and tell you. Yeah. This is so Nora. I, it, yeah. is, it is so Nora, but I just feel like, I don't know, I I liked it. I don't know why I liked it, but I, I, I enjoyed the fact that she could be so straight up with people. And I don't know, I just I, I enjoyed the fact that she was able to be like, I'm, this is what's going on. I wanted to see a huge move. This was such a setup for a really cool thing to say you and you are making fire, but in reality, one of you is not. This person over here who I said is totally safe, Mm -hmm. they're going to make fire, and I'm going to make sure to get them out because you're going to practice all day. That's exactly what I thought. I was was like, let's get some excitement, Nora. Big move. big And because uh, I just want to reference the chat, Just Sheldon is right. She won, Nora won three competitions, three individual immunities. So she's not a poor physical player for sure. Right. I just don't know that she really made a lot of strategic moves mm-hmm. and, you know, built relationships and alliances and things like that from a from a playing perspective. So, but a thing like that would have been sick, yes. amazing yeah. move. Eh, I, thought just it 
I thought it would have been interesting too, and I thought she was. I thought last minute she was gonna maybe have Lauren go up against Tommy, and that would have been an interesting move, just because it would have shown that Nora saw how powerful those two were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I was on the opposite, Veronica. I thought that she was actually gonna pull Lauren off, just based on what she said to her right before she was like, "You're making fire. You're my number one. You've been my friend when nobody else was." I thought that she was setting this up to be like, look, I'm just kidding. Like, I'm going to pull you off. It would have been amazing. And that wasn't the case. Clearly, we're all on the same page because we're such amazing surrounded <laughs> players. Um, so, yeah, I was kind of disappointed in Nora for not, you know, switching it up a little bit because it could have spoke more to her strategic sure. game. Yeah. Which is what was lacking as what the jury saw when yeah. they were questioning her, which we're going to talk about. But she didn't and she was straightforward and that just goes to show what she said to the jury about being straightforward and trustworthy in what she wanted to do so what I wasn't expecting was Nora and Lauren to have it out because like she said you know you were my first you know you're my, you've been my friend you're the queen blah 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 and then it takes a turn where you know Nora's like I knew you need some space and then Lauren's like yes I do but then Nora being Nora is like well you know if you really want to talk and then obviously that gets annoying and Lauren's like I can't believe you did this and then there's this blow up and then Nora goes far as to say you know I could hide the machetes in the flint <laughs> yeah it's like Nora it, it escalates because you know Nora makes her comment yes but also it was interesting to see Granted, you know, you do develop relationships with these people. People do tell you things and you start to believe them. I get that. I get that emotions come through. I just found it interesting that Lauren did get so upset over Nora because I never thought that her and Nora had that kind of relationship. So to me, it was surprising. I mean, I can understand she's upset that she's going to fire and she has to fight for her life. But also she was like, I've watched Survivor for a long time. And I'm like, if that, you know, like when you watch Survivor for a long time, you know people don't take their best friends right. to the final. Right. So I'm surprised that they had as much of a rift as they did, because mm-hmm. I didn't even think that they had a close relationship to begin with. Right. Yep. I didn't think so either. The whole thing was just silly. I was like, Nora, just go away. Leave her alone. Nora said something like, you should be praising me that I won the chance. Like, you just basically told her she's got a good shot at going home right now. Yeah. Like, no one's happy about this, you know? Yeah. Thanks for giving her the opportunity to practice, I guess, yeah. but go away. Yeah, go away. Uh. So at Tribal Council, we see Lauren and Dean making fire. We've already alluded to the fact that, you know, they both had really good fires. Lauren's just wasn't building fast enough, mm-hmm. and Dean's did. Uh. Go ahead. Both of them started fire. However, Lauren was not making it into, like, a tent. I just trying- said that. Well, but that, but you said they had good fires. I mean, it they was, had good fires. Her fire was lit, but she was building it co- improperly. Veronica, did I right? not just say? Am that I just she misinterpreting what you said? She didn't. It wasn't a good it. fire because she didn't build it. The, she, it was a fire. Let's, yeah. let's, let's put it this way: she didn't build it properly because she admitted that morning that she had never made fire, and Tommy taught her different things than he taught Dean. That's why her fire was different. That was another thing that I wanted to circle back yeah. to is when when I said earlier you, that Tommy got away with lying to Nora about you know making fire. It's like once, like you said, Mike earlier, there's nothing to do on this island. Like you're just walking right. around. You didn't see Tommy teaching people how to make fire, and yet it didn't occur to you like, hey, you can't really teach something that you don't know how to do. So clearly he was lying. Nora didn't see any of that happening. Right. Probably not. 
Right. I guess why, she, why, why, she brings it up. She brings it up later. Yeah. So why didn't she not act on exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't understand maybe that. She felt, maybe she just felt too threatened by Dean and Lauren. Maybe she, maybe she, for some reason, felt more comfortable with Tommy. Yeah. So, Somehow. Unfortunately, our girl Lauren is voted out. She does say... No, in, she loses fire. She loses fire. Not voted out. Sorry. Not yes, voted out. Yes, you're Big right. distinction. She lost fire. Thank you. Um... And she admits in her exit interview that Nora was right. You know, she is a threat in this game. She had an amazing social yeah. game. And it was a good move on Nora's part to mm-hmm. be like, I can't take you. Yeah. But like, because like you said, Veronica, it's not surprising if you watch Survivor, you don't take your best friend. Because you know, you know, especially mm-hmm. if they have a really great well, social game. Well, it wasn't just Nora. Yeah. Tommy yeah. wanted her out. Probably Dean. Yeah. 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 So Dean, let's. Yeah, they all wanted her out. Let's talk about the last tribal council. This, this whole jury interrogation, if Ugh, you will. I still don't. Okay. Okay. First of all. Okay. First rant. <laughs> yes. I don't care for this open discussion jury final yeah. thing. Step up, ask a question and go away. I like that because it allows the person who is asking the question to speak and it allows the person who was asked the question to speak. I feel like this open forum, there's so much talking and overlap. Like, they were trying to shush Nora and granted, maybe, sure, they didn't want to hear what she was saying because it sounded ridiculous but it's like, let her <laughs> let her speak. Even if it does sound ridiculous, then then that's how you make your decision. I, there's too much talking. They, they cut off people who they don't want to hear and I'm just like, no. Just let everyone speak. If you do come in so undecided... Let them speak and make your decision. My big takeaway was how much of a baby Aaron came across as. Oh, my as. goodness. Oh, yes. With that, don't try to put down. I was like, bro, that's exactly what, what you need to be doing to do. right now. What do, you ta- what do you want me to say? Like, Tim did an amazing job. He right. just won all these championship challenges. No, I was like, wow, you look like such a sore loser. Right. Right? Everything about it versus somebody like Lauren who came bounding in, smile, okay, I lost, cool, now let's do this, whatever. And she arguably was burnt way harder than Aaron. It was a way long time ago. That was the big thing that I noticed because I hate these final tribals. I don't believe them. I think they all have their ideas oh, made up already know. when they come they in. And know. that's why I'm I really like that they've shortened them a lot over yeah. the year. You go back to earlier seasons. Everybody got a question, and we had to watch every question, and it was really dull, I thought. I think that's maybe why they started doing yeah. this, partially, so that they can shorten it, because, yeah, everyone gets a question. But the whole communicate, the whole they, they talking a- in the jury is, like, too much. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so, basically what the jury's saying, and correct me if I'm wrong, their major points on... Well, negative points on each contestant was that Nora really didn't have a strategy going into this game. True. And mm-hmm. played on unpredictability and spontaneity. With Tommy, they they pretty much said that he just rode coattails up until the end. With I think with Tom, they said with Dean, they rode coattails. With Tommy, it was more, oh, you had a great social game, but where, where's your outplay? Where's the your physical, outwit? Yeah. Mm. So Dean and Tommy were almost opposites in that respect. Right. And then with Dean, it was... Something that struck the jury a lot was the fact that he was willing to cross any line. There was nothing that he... He lied about it. He lied about it. Yes. Here's the thing. I think that maybe that was just... I'm not... I think that's just a question he hadn't thought about. Yes. You know, because, like, there are some things... Like, obviously, when people go into Survivor, you know, like, oh, I'm not going to do anything illegal. I'm not going to do anything that's going to harm someone. Like, Like, you know that going into that. Right. Most people. We saw the season. That's not necessarily true. Most people. So I feel like it's not something you sit down and actually think, okay, I'm not going to do this. So I feel like that was a question that maybe just caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
I was honestly expecting Nora to go into this because Nora's been one of those people at Tribal that literally just tells it how it is. She's like, you know what? This is what happened. And this is, except for the whole thing with Dean and she had to lie to Tommy about that whole thing happening, um, which I think is really ironic that that happened with the three of them and now they're sitting in final three. But I thought Nora was going to excel in this jury. I thought she was going to talk a little bit much like she always does, which she started in the beginning of this jury. Um, And then she kind of roped it in and was like giving more of direct answers, which I appreciated. I honestly didn't think that she was going to get zero votes off of this. I thought that she was going to get at least one or two, especially from the females, because the females were really gung-ho in the beginning of the season of, you know, it's a women's alliance and let's go for the women and women strong. And I don't know. I was expecting a little bit more faith. I wasn't wasn't, at all. I wasn't thinking that Nora was going to get any votes just because, and this is one of the things that bothered me about this season, there there were quite a few people in this season who were considered threats, and yet no one was talking about them. Instead, some of their biggest discussions, some of their biggest struggles on vote outs was, who to get rid of first, Karishma or Nora? Yeah. And that was something that bothered me this season because yeah. I'm like, that's not what you should be worried about. But because like that was such a big theme for them, who do we get out, Nora or Karishma? I was like, I don't think Nora's going to get any votes because they've been wanting her out for a while. But I think I that's, that's a fighting, that's, a, that's, a, that's just a point for her to make to the jury is that I was a number one target from day one and I got here. I knew immediately that this was not going to go her way when she hamstrung herself Right away, Tommy, help me with my speech. Yeah, okay, that's the person who's going to help you. He played that perfectly. Cool. Yeah. Let's talk about how terrible Dean is. Yeah, wake up! Like what? He, he just weaponized Nora, <laughs> and he won overwhelmingly. As soon as that happened, I said Nora's not getting anything. Yeah. This is just going to go bad. And she attacked Dean in the final. Which is what you're supposed to do. Yes, but she didn't attack Tommy like that. Like, Tommy totally played her correctly. Because Tommy had a better social game, and she didn't want to attack Tommy because she was his friend. And you get no votes for that. Yeah, I agree with you. So now it's pretty much, we all knew that it was down to Dean and Tommy. They were high-fiving behind Nora. It's like, dude. Did you, before the votes were read, (laughs) who did you want to win? Dean. I wanted Tommy. Okay. I wanted Dean. Well, I wanted right, Tommy. Let's go. <laughs> I wanted Tommy, but I thought this was going to be uh, off by one vote. Yeah, kind of. I didn't think it was going to be such a landslide. I, yeah, I, I could. I, I could argue either way. I really did. Yeah, I was surprised that it was a landslide as well. Veronica, were you surprised? I was. I thought it was going to be a lot closer than it did. I, yeah. <laughs> can I go on my rant now? Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. We should have some music for this, producer Jonathan. (laughs) (laughs) But here is why I think Dean should have won. And I feel like most people are happy that Tommy won. I am not, because I think Dean played the better game. Thank you for my music. All right, here we go. Why Dean, Detective Dean, deserved to win. I think he had the the best story. He came from Lyro. He came from the bottom. He was an underdog that constantly had to get bring himself up from the brink of uh, elimination. He found his way into a good social game with the top social person. Now, Nora and Katami say, oh, he rode coattails. The only reason he was able to play the nullifier was because I gave him that information. I gave him information to make his moves. Yeah, but Tommy, you're also foolish enough to allow Dean to make those moves, and you didn't stop him from making those moves. That's bad on your game, because yeah. then you don't have any moves. You're mm-hmm. allowing him to make these flashy moves. You're allowing him to play a little fire correctly. You're allowing him to find an idol. You're allowing him to do all of this stuff. And he got in with you enough for you to trust him. So that's also a testament to his social game. He came out playing hard what it meant the most, which was in that final round. Like, he didn't make himself too big of a tar- target. He 
thought he wasn't a goat, but many people underestimated him and thought he was a goat, and then he came in guns blazing, being like, I got a nullifier, I got hidden immunity, and I got individual immunity. Like, look at me, look at my jewelry. Maybe he came off a little too cocky. Mm -hmm. Maybe he wasn't as well-spoken as he could be, but I thought overall he had the best story from his entire journey, and I think he came out playing when it was really... He showed his gameplay when it meant most, and it wouldn't get him eliminated as early on. And I think he really deserved the win because he had a great overall game for me. Do you guys? Let me let me give a, a couple more <gasps> coconut. I want to give you some more coconut husks for your fire for Dean. Uh, unless they just didn't air it. The main ammo for me for Dean was him to say to the jury, "Look, Tommy literally wouldn't be here." If I didn't tell him we were going to vote him off. Yeah. yeah. The only reason he's here is because of me. Yeah. There's very few times in any game of Survivor where you can point to one person, right, and say, I am directly responsible for your complete and utter safety with, without anybody saying, well, I also said we should vote to keep Tim. And, and, and This is cut and dry. They were voting Tommy out until he leaned over and said, they're going to vote for you. We got to change. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And that was the biggest ammo for me for him and he didn't say anything about it so i think in the final tribal he made good points i could argue for dean just like you did everything you said is completely true but i think he was a little too laid back kind of like he played the whole game Mm -hmm. he didn't he didn't present himself well and i think that was his downfall i Mm -hmm. think had he presented himself better and more confidently to the jury he would have got more votes i don't necessarily know enough votes to win but it wouldn't have been a two-two, however, rather many. Votes I mean, nobody got. wants yeah. to hear what was your strategy. Well, I'm just DK chilling. Like, yeah. well, chilling isn't yeah. a strategy. That's not active. Nobody likes reactive. They like proactive in survival. I agree with you. And kudos to Tommy for pretty much knocking down every argument that yeah. Dean put up. I mean, yeah. he was saying, "Look, I had this, and I had this, and I have all this bling." And then Tommy was like, "But you didn't even use it." So was it really? I mean, Tommy was knocking down every single argument. He that made he a had. much better argument. Yes, and he like did. you said, Veronica, I think that Tommy did present himself in a little bit more of a of a better light. I mean, I just you know, I do. You guys think that because <laughs> it was. More of like a. We've never let the music get this far. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys think because it was more of like a nice city, nice game where there was no like backstabbing or anything like that, that we looked at Dean and Tommy and they were like, "Mm, it doesn't really matter who wins? I think so. Right? Yeah, not. There wasn't any recently. Yeah. You know, all that was already done. All the people who were backstabbed were on the jury already or voted out before. And now we just kind of came down to them. Yeah. I think this was one of those seasons where I think. I still feel like, oh, okay, you know, the at least between Tommy and Dean, there you can argue why someone could win because, yeah, they did have good games. I think this was also one of those seasons, at least for me, where there were just so many other people yeah. I would have liked to see at the end. Oh, my God. Of course. Yeah. Of course. By the people rather than all three of them. Absolutely. Literally, though. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Which was fun, though, because there was a final three, and based on our fantasy draft, each one of us had somebody in the final. Is that right? So that yeah. was nice. I honestly yeah. thought that I was going to get knocked out real quick. Who were you? Nora. Yeah, Nora. Oh, okay, okay. And you had Dean, Dean. and you had the so winner. Congratulations, Thanks. Mike, congratulations, for winning Mike. the fantasy draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tommy was probably my last pick. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. I think <laughs> when so we too. drafted, so this is just more of a testament. When we drafted these people, aside from kooky Nora, who kind of made a big stink, right? 
We barely knew who Tommy or Dean was. This yeah. was us looking at the picture and said, well, I'd take him. Because yeah. we barely knew anything about him. Halfway through the season, I still didn't even yeah. know who Tommy was. Because Absolutely. he was so quiet. Yeah. yeah. So Tommy winds up winning. Congratulations, Tommy, again. I want to talk about this reunion special, you guys. Yeah. Because yes. it wasn't, it was literally the only non-live reunion special that we've had. That was because of yes. all the controversy that has happened this season. Specifically, namely, with Kelly and Dan. Mm-hmm. Now, Kelly does get a chance to speak I was a little underwhelmed by what she had had to say about the entire situation. I get that she was very nervous. I also think that Jeff didn't allow her to speak her mind. Granted, it wasn't a live uh, live well, show, show, so they could have let her speak and get her mm-hmm. thoughts together, and then what, edit, and then yeah. edit it together. But there was none of that. There was her being like, you know, I'm really nervous. I want to get this right, and then Jeff being like, well, let me try to help you. I didn't want to see that. I wanted Kelly to just talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted her to talk. I wanted her to be able to speak because, yeah, that was also one of the most frustrating things about this season was the person who this affected the most never got the chance to speak. And I think that's what also fans just still find frustrating about that particular episode is that they never decided to break the rules to allow her to speak on such a serious issue when it was happening and the fact that nothing happened when it Dan struck the first time. Yeah. I... My issue with that segment is that we didn't learn anything new. Yes. I wanted to hear more stuff. I would have liked if they actually put it to Elizabeth and Missy. Like, what you guys tell, tell your, let's, let's get all of it going. I think they were really, you know, as lots of people have pointed out in the chat, a lot of PR stuff going on. Yes. They want to avoid any of this mm-hmm. stuff. I totally understand that too. You know, the stuff that Jeff talks about, pardon me, of implementing new rules and things like that, that to me, is just saying, as soon as there is a hint of anything, they're going to yank that person. So the situation that you had is Kelly telling producers what's going on. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. producer flat out saying, do you want us to do something? And Kelly saying no. And her saying no to the producers is not saying, I don't want anything to be done. It's, I don't want anything to be said so this ruins my game. Right. Right? So now I think they're going to take it out of that person's hands Mm -hmm. And just eliminate it right off the bat. And they should. I'm glad that they are making CBS and Survivor in general are making changes to deal with this going forward. I mean, that's all you can do. I do agree with Kelly that it shouldn't be the season that's known for the sexual harassment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They, There's a really lot of stuff. No one wants plays. Yeah. And I, I think that Kelly should get another chance. Yes. I think that they should invite her back for season 41 or 42 they or whatever should. it is. Because... She deserves. She was a good player. She, she was deserves. a good player, and I feel yeah. Uh, no, she made a good point of that. She wants no one's game to be defined by this. She doesn't want Survivor to be defined by this. Mm-hmm. And I think what's most, at least what I took away was most important about this particular segment with this whole thing was Kelly's bravery is what brought the change to of these rules. Yes, and yeah. that's very important. Yes, I want her to come back not because of the incidents that happened because. I don't think she was actually voted off because of any of the stuff that went on. I want her to come back because she was the probably the she best was, player. She was the there. best player, and her and she got snuffed out way too early because the other people knew she was going to rock the rest of the yeah. game. Yeah. So she totally deserves to come back because let her skip a couple seasons here and then bring people back again. I agree. Yeah. So thanks to Sia, our super fan Jamal gets fifteen thousand dollars. Elaine and Janet get.
get $100,000, which is really nice to see. Very mismatched pride. I didn't quite understand that. It was very mismatched, but I see as the real MVP of this entire season because she crowned the real winners. Yes, I agree with you. For sure. Let's talk about season 40, you guys. Winners at war. They gave us a sneak peek very quickly. 20 returning winners. It's going to be a $2 million prize, one of the largest prizes of reality TV show history. So opposite of this season. So here's some. Thank you, Veronica, for sending in this graphic. Yes, I am. First of all, I just want to say, sorry, not to interrupt you, Tim. I am so excited for this new season, guys. Honestly, all Survivor needs to let these people do is play. They are so likable. They don't need any gimmicks. Just let them play. And I want to see how someone like Yule, who won season 13, is going to stack up against (laughs) someone like, you know, Nick, who won season 37, which is such a different game. Yes. Just, How about just Ethan who won season two or whatever? Yeah. Look, everything you just said is right. However, the producers weren't listening because there's a bunch of gimmicks going on in this coins. season. There there's were. coins and now there's Ghost Island. Whatever, which, whatever like, island. Extinction. Is it ghost? Extinction, Extinction Island. Island. Copyright. Thank okay. you. <laughs> because, because, they Our want, copyright. because they want all the celebrities to keep going. I mean, are we going to go? Let's go through these guys real quick one real at a time because Ethan is awesome. Sandra! Obviously, Sandra, obviously. Here's, let's do some hot takes, uh, quick hot takes. Sandra's voted off real quick. Oh, There's yeah. no way they're letting her, she's way too no. dangerous. No. Yeah. Amber? Amber or Rob are going to get voted off immediately. They're, they're an automatic duo. alliance. They're, duo, they're not going to let them go through. Rob is also just too much of a threat. Rob might go before her. Danny? Honestly, I, don't I don't remember really her. I don't remember, but she's got great arms. Yule, Yule is one of your favorites. All right, all right. crush. You guys, next season, Yule and Denise are my fantasy draft. You can't pick them. Oh, every time, I'm already calling him. Every time I see his also name, poverty. every time I see you his name, I think everybody. of that Soldier Boy song. Anybody else? The Soldier Boy song? Yule. Oh, oh my gosh. Rob, Stop obviously. Rob is obviously. amazing. They're going to get him off too quick, though. Yeah. Sophie. Sophie's great, and but she is she's not a very alpha kind of player. She's nope, a little I bit I could see her behind the far. scenes. I Absolutely, that, I think that would benefit First, her. I don't really remember Sophie. Also, I'm slightly bitter towards Sophie because she got out Aussie. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, Kim. Uh, Kim. Don't remember her a ton. But she's a good player. Kim is also one of those people I think fell into winning. That's just I, Denise. I barely remember I Denise really either. Denise. You really like Denise. Philippines was awesome. Yes. Tyson, Tyson I liked a lot. I loved, I honestly God forgot that Tyson won. He's such a fun character. I just like having Tyson around on the show because he's hilarious. Tony. Tony's oh, amazing. Boy. Tony is going to be another one, I think, to get out quick. Wow, him yes. and Rob are going to butt heads oh, so totally. much. Or, I can't or wait. in my dreams, they align together and run the game. Natalie, I'm excited about because of her personal story. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see how she's grown through her, since her last season. Yeah. Yeah. Jeremy, I... He's another fun play. He's I another like Tyson, Jeremy. like, fun guy. Uh, yeah, I liked him. But very smart. Very yes, smart. he's very smart. Michelle. I don't remember Michelle at all. It was Aubrey or Ty season, and somehow Michelle won. Yeah. Adam. Love Adam. I do like Adam, but also Millennials vs. Gen X, just a really solid top three. I yes. love Adam. He's just a smart, scrappy guy. Mm-hmm. Jonathan's going the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Who's after next? Adam? Sarah. Sarah. Sarah is one of my favorites. Sarah all know this. Yes. She's a she's, she's a strong. strategy yes. and she's good at competitions. Yes, I'm excited to see her and Tony play together now. Yes, yeah. I Again. love them Again. together. Please stay together. I love Ben. I do love Ben. Ben is, to me is just the big. He's a veteran too, like a stand up strong guy, yes. strategy and challenges. I love Ben. And he's a southern gentleman. And he's got an Indiana Jones hat. Wendell. <laughs> Wendell. Wendell. 
I, mean, I was never a huge fan of Wendell. I felt like Wendell was always like an, an add-on to who. I can't remember. Dominic. To Dominic. Dominic I, so. do, I do think Wendell's very smart. Mm-hmm. I think this he is, needs to pair up with somebody and he'll go far. He'll go this far, is yeah. going to be his opportunity to really show how good he is without a without solid a, pair. Without a sidekick, right? yeah. Yeah. And Nick! Solid, solid lawyer. I don't like Nick. Nick the lawyer. You don't like Nick. No. Why not? I loved his gameplay. He just freaked me out and he got he gave me creepy vibes in the beginning. Really? And then I love his story. His in the personal beginning, story is amazing. In the beginning, he... He's a public he, defender, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. But I don't know. He's from Kentucky. He had that whole Kentucky duo with the other guy. I don't know. I just... Mason Dixon line? Was yes. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, Dixon. I don't know. Nick just... I don't know. I'm not yeah. that excited about Nick. I'll just be honest. Yeah. I like him. I'm excited. Yeah, so that's... It's, those top, are the players. Top-notch cast. And if anyone's looking, so I feel like good. most winners are exclusively from seasons 22 through 37. We're just missing Cochran. We're missing Mike from uh, oh, Worlds Apart. Cochran. And then we're missing uh, Eric from last season. But the majority of winners are from there. You're welcome. Yes. I'm yes, excited. Thank you. But, very, very good. And we've got, we know we have Redemption Island. Is it Redemption or I think it's Exile? Extinction, Extinction, Island. Extinction Island. They're doing something with an island. And then Ugh. they got these little fire tokens that they can redeem to buy stuff. Hey, well, we're putting it out there right now, okay? Auction. Okay. If anybody uses these stupid tokens to buy some food and not an advantage or immunity, I'm going to go ballistic. Yes. Okay, so that is our review of <laughs> Season 39's finale, you guys. We are very excited to do Season 40 in February. It premieres, you guys. I'll be back. Y'all will be back. I'll be back. I mean, it's going to be a great season, you guys. Let our fans know where you can find you guys. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Veronica Valencia, on it's at it's me, Veronica <laughs> underscore V. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with us in the chat. This is, we've hit another record yet again this season. We were over 80 of you guys in the chat yeah! hanging out with us. Wow. Thank you so much. We didn't have time to shout you guys out, but Nathan, Joseph, Jeff, Sheldon, Royal, Sauce Pop, of course, Sailor, Julie, Dorothy. My name is Mike Feeling. Next year is going to be amazing. amazing. Survivor's so coming back good. in February. Yes. Bachelor for me and you guys is coming back in January. <laughs> uh, uh, Love Island is coming back in January. I'm doing all those shows. Can't wait to see you. You can find me everywhere at Mike Thielen. All right, Mike. Relax with yourself. Plex. My name is Timothy Michael. You guys can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. It's been a pleasure doing this season with you guys. I love you guys. It's been a pleasure doing this show with you guys. We'll see you guys we next love you. season. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, guys. Bye, guys. See ya. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 